0: mulligans and hackers golf uh season two special guest episode number four uh we sit down with ed detuza uh who's a writer for golf 50
1: and a social media golf personality i guess you would say he's got all the pages that we do
0: yeah and uh So, Alvin had a little one on one with him for probably a good half of the podcast as I was unavailable. And then I popped in near the end and uh, had a little chit chat and uh, enjoyed the the second half of the podcast. So, I think you guys will enjoy this one. Uh, Lots of information. Ed seems to really love his golf.
1: He does. And I think there might be more material for at least uh, another episode somewhere down the line.
0: Yeah, it seems like we get that a lot with our guests. So, uh, without (laughs) further ado, guys, uh, Here's our uh, episode uh, and uh, chit-chat with Ed. Hopefully enjoy it, and Merry Christmas.
1: Merry Christmas. Hey, everybody. Back with Mulligans and Hackers, uh, special guest episode number four this week, and we're here with Ed. De... D-Tusa. D-Tusa. Yeah, I was I was going to ask you before we started recording, but it's still, it's a great UFC name. I don't know why I think that, but it's a great UFC name. And Ed, thanks for coming. Hey, thanks, thanks for, for coming having on, me. and uh, we—I appreciate your time. And so, uh, you're in the golf world.
2: I am. Yeah, it's—it's uh, it's an obsession. It's—it's it, uh, it's kind of takes over a, a lot of your life. From when you start just playing it and getting obsessed to you know, going out as much as you possibly can, and then once you start diving into content creation and writing, and it's kind of all you think about at all times maybe to the dismay of your significant other at times but it's i,
1: I love this game
2: yeah i'm yeah. I full in
1: you. i hear you so do you get out in golf much though
2: no uh t- so so the sad thing is is i practice significantly more than i actually get to play so i've got two kids i've got a 10 year old and eight an year old so my son just started getting into really playing baseball a lot so as soon as the spring hits. Well, that's when golf season starts. and i'm I'm here in, in outside of Chicago. We've got like six months of golf a year. As soon as the spring hits, you can't wait to get out there and play. Well, that's when baseball starts. So I'm at every practice. I'm at every game. want to make sure that I'm there for him. Well, that you know you can either golf or you can go watch your kid play, you know, walk him around the bases, Little league baseball. So it's I don't get to out as much as I would like to. Luckily for me, I have a garage with 10 foot ceilings and I have a Skytrack. So I hit a lot of golf balls through the week. Like a lot.
1: Yeah, I see you go you go live on Instagram quite like, a bit.
2: Yeah, I call them lunch buckets. Yeah. So I, I work uh, this is actually my downstairs office that I'm in right now that I used to work in, but my wife, she changed career. She when I works out of the house, I moved to the upstairs office where it's a lot warmer in the wintertime than in the basement where I'm at at now. So most days, uh, on my lunch break, I go to my garage. There's no car in there. There's no kids. I'm completely by myself. And I have what I call lunch buckets. And I practice either wedges or driver or long irons. I pick some kind of practice that I want to do for that hour. And I go sometimes, like you said, I I go live on Instagram and have a conversation with whoever's on other days. I just put on music and I just
1: grind. Nice. So where's your game at? Like, so for for us as noobs i still consider ourselves noobs even after a couple of years but um like what type of handicap what scores do you shoot like
2: yeah all over right so the hardest thing with not being able to play a lot and i know uh we, we talked offline before you guys play significantly more golf than i get to and that is huge because hit, there's nothing beats hitting a ball off a of grass nothing beats seeing a ball fly through the sky Hitting a green, I'm getting chills just thinking about it because I'm stuck inside with winter. I'm getting all giggly. When you watch that ball hit that grass and you hear that that turf go, and you follow through and you watch it fly in the sky and you hits the ground and it rolls, that's real life feedback. That's real feel. That's and it's fun. In a garage off of a sky track, the the total distance is subjective. Mm-hmm. You can't really count that. I, I focus more on the carry distance on my SkyTrack. So I'm really good with my wedges for a average you know, golfer. Uh, driver's very inconsistent. So to say how all over the place I am, in my local tournament I played in last year over the summer, I shot a 98 and a 99. I made like a 15, 20-foot downhill breaking putt to save 100 on my last round <laughs> at the same course that I've shot an 82 at. Which that ball is right there. <laughs> <laughs> nice. that was previously my lowest round. And then this this season, not getting out a lot, the last round I played was a really short course. I never played it before, but I went there and I shot a 76. Nice. So it's you know, same year I'm shooting a ninety-nine and I'm shooting a seventy-six. So on average, uh, I'm uh mid to upper eighties golfer. Um depends on how things are going. If my driver stays in the fairway. I'll shoot mid to upper 80s easily. If my driver decides to be a jerk, which it does often, very inconsistent. Yep, I'm 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 in mid 90s because I'm losing you know six to eight balls around. Yeah, if I'm if I can't keep it in the fairway, it's over. So, um, like I said, I talk. I spent a lot of time practicing. I spent months working on my driver. Like that was something I focused on every week, fixing my setup using that SkyTrack to my advantage, watching how it's flying. What am I doing? What's not working? Because nothing beats feedback. Nothing beats seeing where the ball is going. So by the end of the season, compared to where I was like in the middle of the summer, my driver was significantly better. I was shooting better scores. So I'm excited to get out there this coming year because that last round, like I said,
1: (sighs) Yeah, man, it's okay I, I know the feeling. So we play at a little our home course, the course that we play at is a uh, is a par sixty six. So it only has one par five, and it has a few more par threes than par fours. Mm-hmm. And for us at our level, um, you know, I think the low square shot there, the trip is a seventy two. And I, I was into the mid to low seventies there for a while towards the end of the year, which was really really nice. And we play from the tips, so we play. And i think the course when you play it from the blacks which is the tips it's still only four thousand five hundred yards
2: oh yeah so yeah so you're tipping it out because you're just trying to make it as long as possible yeah, the yeah. normal golf course if you're playing like the whites then it's canada canada's probably it's all universal like they keep yeah. t- yeah. your whites are your mid handicaps yeah and you're what 6500 yeah, yeah.
0: 60,
2: 68
1: so we have we have four other golf courses really in the town and close by that are par 72s and they get up into the high 5,000 low 6,000 yardages from we'll say the whites, right? And we played those, we played most of those last year. And so from we'll say year one playing at Cottonwood where we play, which is our home course. Um, so year one, when we started this every hole was driver because you know, Just trying to get it out there, right? want to get out there as far as you can. So it didn't matter because there's short par fours and long par threes. We're just trying to get out there so it's driver off everything. And this year when we played, we played the course. We managed the course differently. So it Mm -hmm. wasn't driver off every hole. It was just, I want, if I can be here on the fairway, I'm a wedge in, I'm good. I don't need to go for the green and either miss left or right because this course is, there's not a lot of area to miss either left or right on any of the holes you're in deep trouble if you do so it's better to be on the fairway with a you know a 90 to 100 yard shot into the green and we started playing that a little more this year and the scores reflected that we're playing a little smarter I wouldn't say safer oh, sure. because again you know a, a lot of the whole probably about four or five of the par fours we go for in one but if you miss which and we're just new golfers if we miss we're in trouble well then you're looking at bogey double bogey where you could just hit it to where you want it on and two, you know two putt or you know heaven forbid the dreaded three putt for a bogey right that yeah. uh, that gets your game in. and then you start thinking about well where do i score here on the course and i found that when i took my game from the par 66 and went to the par 72s this year i actually still scored better than I would have, like, instead of being in the mid to high 90s, I got into the low, high 80s. So you see your game developing even awesome. Yeah, you, like you said, we play a ton of golf. And it's nice to see your score progression. Mm-hmm. Where, where now you're thinking about, okay, that may not have been the best shot, but now how do I recover and give myself at least a chance for bogey? Because we're not looking for chances for parts here. We're looking for chances for bogey because that's
2: our game right yeah so. you're 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 right on the money so I, I have a couple of friends that are you know either they're in the industry as fitters teachers or they're just really good players and playing with those better quality players you know you start learning how to manage your game better how to how to man like you said you have a par four that you hit a driver on if if you hit your driver keyword there if you hit if you hit it decent yeah, you're in, you're in great shape, but say it's, you know, it's a short, you know, par four, not drivable, but a short one, you hit a three wood significantly more accurate. Well, now you've got, you know, say you've got 130 into, into the green. Well, that's a manageable shot. It's a lot easier golf, easier um, to do. So one, one of my buddies, he's a, I shot a ball fitting video with him at the PGA tour superstore. And I've, you know developed a friendship with him he's you know older gentleman but you know that's the great thing about golf age doesn't matter you don't if you have this game in common doesn't matter you're gonna have a good time right and we were talking we're we're shooting the shit back and forth and he goes you know let me ask you like what's your what's your favorite you know most confident club what's your most confident you know scoring club so it's my for me it's my gap wedge my, I love my gap wedge. It's 85 to 100 on the nose. I just, I feel like I can really control And Anytime that club is in my hand, I'm confident. And he goes, okay, let me ask you this. You're on a par five and you hit a decent drive and you're, you're going to hit a three wood and try to chase it on the green or are you going to hit yourself an easy eight iron that's easy to control, get yourself in the fairway and get you into that range where that wedge is where you know you can attack that pin, well, now you're firing in on your third shot with a chance at birdie versus trying to muscle a three-wood that maybe you don't have the right lie. Now you're putting yourself behind a tree. You're you're in a bad spot. Now you're chasing, just trying to get on the green to save par. It's like, why? It's like, the game's hard enough. Hit, a, hit an easy eight iron, hit a nine iron, set yourself up for that club that you have all the confidence in the world in. And you know, said so that that 76 that I shot that I'm now is in the back of my head for the next five months is this is the last round you played as you shot a 76, you can go do it again. There's you know, so in my, my 82 up there. I've shot 82 more than once. I that's my lowest, but I know I can do it. That sh- course that I played was so short that I couldn't hit driver anywhere. Yeah. And I never played it before. It was the first time I ever played the course. I was there by myself. I played nine holes in 45 minutes. I just every ball was in the fairway except for one, you know, a couple of shots that found the woods because I didn't know how far the hole really was. And I'm hitting wedges in. And so many times that round I got to hit that gap wedge where in the in the garage, just the, the golf lab as I call it, I practiced my wedges so much that I was firing shots more than better than average. Like I'm not Tiger Woods over here by any means. I'm not going to fire shots inside 15 you know 10, 15 feet on a regular basis, but that day I was. And no three putts you know just mentioned a minute ago yep you don't that's have a huge you get rid of three putts it is amazing it's, that's 18 shots if you three put normally three put every hole that's 18 strokes on your game that's going from an 80 to a 98 like that yep you bet it's so easy so it's the game is hard but it's not
1: yeah <laughs> well, it's ego we our rule number one is golf is hard so
2: I'm mean to myself. I say some pretty mean things to myself out there. Uh, I also try to make myself laugh as much as possible. The the most enjoyable rounds I've ever had, I have no idea what I shot until the game was over.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, that's that's true. And we, um, we play a little bit like that as well. Um, so on that point of, of playing and having really good rounds when you're not really paying attention, um when we play, when we just have our, like, guys are just, we just go out and play. We play a lot, like if we get like five, maybe six rounds in a week, uh, I think Monday is the day I take off. So we play Tuesday after work because our course, literally our home course is like, two minutes down over the road from where I work. So when I'm done at four o'clock and usually here in the summer, it's light until 10 in the night.
2: Yeah, for so, sure.
1: So we leave work and there's a group of four, three or four of us that'll meet down there after work. We just go and play around like every day after work. Because we don't need to be. I would cry in pure happiness if I could play six times a week. So, and then once our tour was was kind of done this year, um, the weekends became 18 in the morning, lunch, and 18 in the afternoon on Saturdays and Sundays. So that's how we got all of this golfing. And wow. And just You've got, like from upper twenties in your index
2: to a fifteen in like a year? Yeah. That's fantastic.
1: Yeah, I, again it's just not that it's 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 rewarding or anything, but it's like you see that and even playing though, like even some some days when you don't have that that good round, you still maybe hit the ball well. You just weren't putting yourself in great positions to score. You're still hitting the ball well, but mm-hmm. uh, like when we have our tour dates and we play practice rounds, and you know we're kind of working. I write down a lot of information because we, we all have you know you know if we don't know how to golf, at least look like you do. So we have scorecard books and all that type of stuff. So we write down a lot of information when we're playing like practice rounds. But when we go out for our tour dates and we're playing like to beat each other, because again we're all like in the same handicap area, and you know uh, anybody can win on any particular day. We don't talk a lot to each other we're in the same part but it's like game day game face is on
2: right you guys are all just stoic just oh
1: and it and we we literally like we know what we're doing but we don't know really what the guy next to us is doing because we don't have that we don't have an app that gives us that uh you know where you can go and look at where everybody else is because we usually 18 birdies well we do that but not everybody has 18 birdies
2: Okay. because yeah, you can set up the tournaments in eighteen birdies where you can have
1: a live. Feed. I know we've thought about that, but there's some of the guys that like don't do that. They just go and play, and they use their scorecard. They don't keep a handicap index or anything like that. So, um, but yeah, we, we go stone faced, and we don't. If if the guy in your cart is having a bad round, you don't want that to bring you down because you don't know what the other guys are doing in the next cart over or in the group behind you or in front of you. Because we go out like sometimes with. Eight guys, so those two groups. We usually get our tea times back to back, right? So one group will be in front, one group will be. Hungry. Yeah, you're the guys
2: I pass. Yeah, because I always go out by myself. I'm always a single. Oh, are you? But, well, you know, because of my my kids are so young that I will go out at like six or seven o'clock in the morning. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. For a quick nine on like a Saturday or a Sunday before I've got a baseball game, I've got cheerleading or a family party, so I'm out there by myself, either you know pushcart mafia or in a golf cart and I'm I get a tee time I get out there and the starters like hey there's there's eight guys coming like you can get out in front of them so I'm, no warm-ups no pots just I'm out there <laughs> breakfast ball off the tee our is
1: our course treats us really well because they let us kind of do our own thing whether it's one of us could we you know we go down and we get out two of us four of us like our yeah. course our course looks after us because we're all members there and they, they so just kind of say guys just fun go fun do your fun? thing yeah. right So that's, that's a bonus of what we do too, is that guys, just go do your thing. Just don't hold anyone up and, you know, don't go hitting in anybody and you guys will be fine.
2: Yeah. Is is it semi-private or is it a public course? It's a
1: public course. Yeah.
2: You said you're, you're members, so like you do like a special pass or like. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So we, but we buy a a yearly membership, but it's open to the public as well. So you can buy a membership and it gives you, we can book our tea times like a week in advance. So we can always get our tea times for our groups back to back, so that we're going on You guys Saturday come in from
2: your round, and you guys go into the clubhouse and say yeah. same time next week.
1: Yeah, yeah. Or uh, we have this app called uh, Corona Golf. So we just go in the app, and our golf course is on there, and it, it has all the tea times in there. So we just we want this tea time on Saturday, we want this tee time on Sunday, and we just book them on the app. So it works fantastic. And amazing. and that way, and that way, like I could book a tea time, and then Chris could book a tea time right behind it. So we, if we have eight guys going out, or even six guys. We'll do two groups of three for our trivia yeah, and, and stuff like that. That it moves so, it quick. What's that?
2: that? it moves it along quickly.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and playing going down and playing a, a round of golf, a, a, com, a semi competitive round of golf with your buddies on like a Saturday or Sunday, man, that is a blast. And you know, I can, I, I think it's. I won't say unique, but it's it's interesting how we do it. And like I listen to yourself, and you like you're a solo. Like mm-hmm. I want to go out and I want to I want to compete against somebody because if I'm going out and doing playing by myself, it's just a practice round. And I don't know if I get everything out of it that I maybe should because I should be dropping two or three balls and hitting from areas where I don't normally hit from. Uh, yeah. we're always going out with somebody.
2: Yeah, the competition is, it makes it so much more enjoyable. Going. And, to
1: the ground yeah somebody and, else and we're playing for something like all year long and it and we're crap golfers like I would say crap golfers but like we all are though we're yeah, all too right you know
2: i i always say to people you know cuz i because i am a single and i'm out there a lot of times i get paired up with people and you know, you see the memes like oh you know here comes that single you know not today buddy you're not joining us when i join people's groups I try to not, you know, if they're with their buddies, I try to just let them be, see their personality. If they are open to joking around, you know, I do customer service for a living. I try to customer service that experience. I want them to have a good time. I want them to leave that round thinking, you know, that, that random guy that I got picked, paired up with, he was fun. And you see them hit a bad shot or, you know, you hit a bad shot. You know, you just make, I like to use this joke or something. You know, that's why I pay to be out here and I don't get paid to play here. No one's paying me to play here. I paid to show up. I'm not a professional. Drop another ball. Yeah, It's good enough. You get a bad lie. just use the foot wedge. Enjoy yourself. It's fine.
1: Yeah. We, and see, in our first season when we did our practice rounds, we did a lot of that. Like, you know, that shot wasn't good. Drop another one, try it again. And we wouldn't score that. But this last year we played, like, we really focused on playing our shots from where we're hitting them just to try and get that little bit, I guess, better if that's the word for it, but just, I want to, if I hit it here, I'm going to hit it from here. And if it's, yes. if it's, if it's out of bounds or hit, I hit it in water, I'm taking the pendulum stroke and I'm, I'm just going to, cause the par five that we play on down in our course, um, same thing. My driver, my driver range, there's a small runway between a creek and a bog. And my driver is, is ranged right in that runway. But that runway is not that big mm-hmm. so i used to lose a lot of strokes on that hole especially when we're playing like a tournament day so i went and bought a hybrid I can, and i can and i can absolutely flush this hybrid i can't make barely it finders the, I, I can't make it to the water good so so now i hit that hybrid off the tee I hit that hybrid again up to because there's a there's a river that runs in front of the green okay so so i hit the hybrid up to the edge and then hit a wedge over, I'm on in three, and I'm two buddy for bar. So, so course, that's yeah. that's course management, right? A hundred
2: percent. The course that I play a lot uh, out by me is called Boone Creek. And it's three nine-hole courses in one spot. Yeah. So you get there, and as a, as a single, it's almost a guarantee you can get out and get a tee time there's three nine hole courses and then when you play 18 there they just tell you okay you're on creekside night and then valley or your your valley and then prairie whatever it is they, they shuffle you around and one of their one of the courses I'm talking about that there's a small creek marsh on this hole it, it is a dry hundred percent drivable par four the hole is only like three eighty no not no that's 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 super three right.
1: <laughs> if you're hitting three eighty yeah oh. you're you're outside of principle oh, level
2: 280 yeah is it meant to say but that creek that little marsh is at like 265 so you can you can chase a driver if if you are long enough to hit that you can chase it and then you can hit if you can hit the green you're on it but there's trees right behind it that you're going to be behind if you hit the green too hard it's going to bounce and go right over you got no shot over it if you don't carry that marsh you're dead but you're talking about you. You hit that hybrid. I hit my hybrid off the tee. I hit it like 225, max, and that's if I really pure the hell out of it. Well, that's not going to hit that marsh at all. And then I've got an easy wedge in. I was talking about, talking about earlier that gap wedge, and I'm on. And if depending on how close I hit it, I'm not walking out of there with anything more than a par. It's just it's it's gotten again easy relative yeah. and to again I, in the difficult part
1: out of it. The more golf we play even for us as, as as hardcore amateurs course management is starting to you're starting to realize what do i do here mm-hmm. because you know even a year ago it would be i, I just got to hit the ball i just got to move it forward i don't know how or where it's going to go i just have to keep moving it forward now we think a little bit more about the game right so i hit my i hit my nine iron you know 120 130 yards so that's right my my seven iron I hit I hit it 150 yards so now you're getting because we have it all I have my score my book and in there it's all my carry distances for all my clubs
2: I do the exact same thing. you take the thinking out of it right yep. so do you have a GPS watch or do you scope everything
1: actually I I don't I don't do either um I actually have a course book and it has all the holes on the courses like all the so I have that book inside of my scorebook so I've done my own homework on 18 birdies, like we said, and I'll give myself where I am out on the hole, depending on where I am. So mm-hmm. then I'm just looking on here. If I can see a marker, 150, 100 yard marker, and I'm looking, I just look at the hole and go, okay, I need another 10, 15 yards. So and then I'll just do that calculation and I pick the club appropriate, right?
2: Treat yourself at some point to, I use a, I use a tool called uh, shot scope. Mm-hmm. It is a, a GPS, have you heard of it? Yes, yes. Again,
1: yeah. I'm the only one in our entire, like, dozen guys that we do this yeah. with that just does it by book, because they, I mean, Chris, who's not here tonight, uh, he has a watch. Uh, some guys use the birdies app. Mm-hmm. Um, some guys, uh, Clarky has the, the, the rangefinder scope thing that he just zooms mm-hmm. at, right, which is pretty funny when he's doing a little bit of a bunker next to the green, but...
2: Well, that's unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little unnecessary.
1: Totally unnecessary.
2: I, I use the scope on par threes because I want to know what it really is that day. Mm-hmm. I use it on that, which is I missed my first ace that last round out. That's 76 by six inches. It was the closest I've ever had to my first ace. It rolled right behind the hole. So it hit from the tee. The ball disappeared. And I, oh, my heart's racing because I was playing a yellow ball. It was the fall. I start driving the cart down. I so sudden I can see the ball. And I don't know if it was on the front or the back, and I got up there and it rolled behind it. So I knew it was on the right line. It just barely missed it, but I scoped those. And then I used I used the shot scope. And this past year, I wasn't doing the stat tracking where it'll track your three yep. putts and your yep. club distances and everything like that. I was just focusing on the yardages. And I found the biggest thing with that is your approach shots because that's gonna give you your middle, front and back distances. Yeah,
1: yeah. Knowing- which is very important, knowing where that flag is it's huge
2: now like there's days you know we're you know us crappy golfers whatever we're having fun we're having a great time out there there's days where you know that nine iron that you hit 130 maybe maybe you're pure and everything that day maybe that that 139 iron's a a bit much well is that if does that pin in the middle that day well if that pin is at 930 on the nose in the middle maybe nine iron's not the right play that day
1: Yep. yeah and and elevation below the hole above the hole like even even I'm that sure. for us is like we're 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 understanding that that has a big impact on on your, on your distances Is if the t if the green is elevated from you from the fairway or if it's way below you because we have some significant elevation changes at the course we play at because it's in a coulee so it kind of runs up both sides of the coulee. So some t boxes will be way above the green and some t boxes will are be way, right and it just your, like your, your mind has to work this right so uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun, man. So you have the socials, so you're on YouTube, Instagram, you're over TikTok. on Twitter, you're YouTube on TikTok. Um, so give us a little bit of a rundown on your socials.
2: Yeah, so so for me, when I started really obsessing with golf, I, started, um, I ended up getting connected with uh, a golf publication company called Golficity. And they're out of New Jersey and I started writing for them. And it was just, I wanted to write my experience of my first ever driver fitting when I like I'm into golf now. I'm I want to get an actual driver fitting. Can I write an article for you guys? And they're like, well, we don't, we're not looking for like one and done writers. If you want to keep doing it, you know, you know, that's fine. But like we want to, you know, we want to know if you're into it. So from there, like I didn't have like a golf Instagram or anything like that. And as I've continued to write my that was my very first article. And then since then, that was six years ago, seven years ago that I that I wrote that. I wrote hundreds of articles. And the biggest part of any type of media contact is content, right?
1: Yeah.
2: I'm doing a review on a product that no one has. Well, I I need to create some kind of link. So I started, you know, I started my Instagram and my YouTube to create the content I needed just for my articles. So i'd have something to put in there here's a here's a product that i'm doing a review on well it's new no one's ever seen it let me take some pictures of it put it on my instagram and slide it in there and that eventually evolved into well i usually you know i have my sub 70 hat on i'm a big sub 70 guy they're out of sycamore illinois they're an hour from me i met them via twitter they just saw a picture scroll by my timeline i shot them a dm saying i'd love some more information they messaged me right back started talking to them and they said hey well why don't you come down for a visit huh who i who am i like i've only you know I've, I've written maybe 60 articles at this point i okay like i let them know who i was and i did a whole write-up for them and that was my first ever youtube video that i ever did and i shot it on a cell phone that entire meet sub 70 video that's done very well as the company's gone the entire thing was shot you know golfer on the back was shot on a on an iphone 6 i think it was i walked around with a little handheld and filmed the whole thing and edited in imovie because i needed an art i needed a video to go with my article and it's just kind of taken off from there
1: yeah well we're going to get into what's in the bag towards Mm -hmm. the end so i don't want to i don't want to get in too much to the sub 70 leave it there um but i use the sub 70 putter as well the sycamore double six um and didn't quite work for me but i am fully aware of the of the sub 70 brand i actually have that hat oh this one yeah yeah yeah. and uh, i really like their gear i like their equipment um anything else that you've used other than sub 70 that you like so i love so i started
2: off with ping so ping was like my first like name brand that i that i started using um, actually my my mother-in-law her ex-husband gave me a set of ping i2s for christmas he was getting a new set of clubs hey buddy hey uh,
1: welcome to the show you uh, slacker yeah.
2: Well, he's not so, even
1: ready to go. Such, such a no, amateur. Even, It's okay. We'll we'll he'll, he'll, he'll just
2: <laughs> catch up in So um I'm a big fan of Ping Ping's products. I think they just design really good clubs. Um I have a set of i2s in my garage that I need to put new grips on. Um, those clubs are timeless. They're just they're universally known as one of the best set of irons that's ever been made. Um I'm not a fan of TaylorMade made drivers, but I think do, is that behind you, is that a tailor-made burner? Or is okay. that
1: I've got a tailor-made burner back there, and I've got a tailor-made R9, um, both of which that have cycled themselves through the bag. I'm currently rocking a Callaway Diablo in the bag. over Drivers? Over there. Um, again, because we're coming so late to the party, um, I want to try everything. Sure. Right? I, I don't want to be... like I When I got into golf, I wanted to play Wilson. Wilson was just... Mm-hmm. So now that we did this, I went. I went with the Wilson kind of. I got Wilson D seven irons in a Wilson bag. Um, and I've been playing them a couple of years now, and they're cavity backs. I think it's time to move on. And I don't know if I'm going to go back to Wilson irons. I might try something else, um, but that's a story for down the road because golf's expensive too, man. Golf is
2: an expensive mistress.
1: But i have gone through an enormous amount of putters an enormous amount there's only and so I, many good
2: good putts in a putter eventually I, they need I would, to be ready. i would
1: i kind of i would have liked to have started golf probably about 30 years ago so that i could just i could have been well into my putting lear, putter learning experience because uh, man i I haven't found one that I 100% like yet, other than I tried one at Chris's there last year. What was that one, Chris? Uh,
0: that was my, uh, the Maltby, Malt... I can't remember what model exactly it is, but it's a Maltby mallet.
1: It's a mallet. Uh, it has the a, insert it's got a on two the front. Ball on it. Yeah, it's got a two ball on it. It has the insert on the front. I found through trial and error and trying mm-hmm. a whole bunch of different putters that I um, Milled face doesn't work for me. I don't have any control or pace control. But if it has an insert, I can work with it. And I think right now I'm using a, uh, a Nike Method putter.
2: Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Nike Method, is that's a nice model. That, that thing's been around for a, it's a while. It's
1: a Lenby. Just like the Callaway driver is a Lenby. Like, I'll try anything. If guys got gear and they're like, hey, why don't you just try this? I will stick it in the bag and I will give it a whirl. So uh, towards the end of the year, a buddy of mine who doesn't golf a lot said, well, i got all this stuff he, he just starts throwing like here's a driver here's a putter And I'm like, yeah i'll take that out for sure i'll try that right. and and i found that the, the nike method putter it's got a little half moon on the back mm-hmm. not quite a two ball but it has a nice center insert on it uh i started to put a little better with it now i'm not a huge nike fan uh, but if it's going to work i'll i'll leave it in the bag
2: oh for sure i i just move and we'll get to the in the bag later you know you you tease that Mm -hmm. we're not gonna we're not gonna bury the lead for the guys and you know gals watching um but i just recently moved away from a putter that i had in my bag. so a little bit ago as mentioned when i did that driver fitting i was between in that fitting i was between a cobra f8 which i ended up buying at the time it's not in the bag anymore and a callaway um what was it the time wasn't the rogue was right before the rogue you remember maverick for
0: the rope that Before
2: was the, the
0: epic the epic flash, it was, epic.
2: flash it, was yeah. the, it was it was the first of it first edition of the epic
0: yeah so one of those in my bag actually or i had one in my bag and then i moved to this actually this off season i went and i got fitted for uh, uh mizuno driver and okay. three, five, like, so yeah, chris's the, chris's
1: bag from top to bottom is mizuno now other than my putter other mizuno. than your putter yeah
2: yeah all these all the golf companies they that's so close. All their stuff is so good. I mean, nobody makes a bad product of you know the major golf companies, and maybe not the major golf companies. They're all so close. It's you know, but it's what works best for you. That's why the importance of fittings are so big. Fitting by a professional who knows what they're doing, not because it you know it looked good on the simulator, but because they fit you right. Well, the guy who fit me to yeah. my first driver it was it was between the Epic and the F8 for me to get the Epic. I was getting a little bit more yardage out of it, but I needed to upgrade to like a tour edition shaft. It was like super expensive or I could do what I did with the F8 and I had a little extra money to play with. And I was messing in between putting because you had some students coming in and whatnot. This, are you guys are familiar with tour edge? You ever heard of it? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. They're they're smaller. They're getting bigger on the senior tour. Yes. Champions tour. Yeah, that champion yeah, champions tour, seniors tour. I'm still saying stuff from before. They're they're rebranding stuff. Um, I was messing with this putter in the little putting area. It's it's called the HP series red, and it was sixty dollars new. Wow, sixty dollars, and it is like the knockoff version of the spider. So yeah. if you were to like look this this thing up, you'll look at it is like the three lines in the back. It's got like the spider wing on it and it was 60 bucks i'm like this is coming home with me and i played that thing for years and a buddy of mine he started calling it excalibur because he would see me hit putts with this thing from all over the green like i was never out of it i would draw putts and it had an insert it wasn't a milled facing it had a nice little ting on it and that that's been in my bag for years i just i didn't want to move away from it but we'll get to it I, i i moved on
0: I love putters. I'm a putter geek myself. I uh I love the pot. I got a old Scotty Cameron. Um uh, I got a the one that Alvin used there, uh, that I had a lot of success with uh two seasons ago that was a multi one. And then this year my dad for Christmas, uh last year, got me a uh a Taylor Spider uh ECG. So uh, you know, early in the season, uh it was feeling pretty good. and i didn't quite i I didn't quite have time to get the feel of it because i suffered my achilles injury and then i was off for like five weeks so it was kind of you know when i got back and i I started golfing a lot more um i found that i couldn't putt much with the new putter because i didn't have the feel with it and because i came in kind of mid-season and in our mid in our tournament rounds i i reluctantly went back to my trusty old uh multi-putter And all of a sudden, then I started putting better again. I started getting confidence back in my putting. It just kind of went from there. Uh, I love, uh, oh, that's it, right? And I I love putters. Like, I mean, there are days where, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not opposed to trying different putters in the bag, but like Alvin likes, Alvin's not quite sure what he likes yet. Well, I like the blade. Like
1: I showed you, uh, Ed, earlier before we even went on, I showed you that Tommy Armour, Silver Scott. When When I'm putting... Again, you talk about being comfortable. I like looking down at a blade, like a true blade, like that, I'm not like mm-hmm. the Scotty camera, but like you know the old Jack Nicholas blade. Putt. I like looking down at that. You just can't putt with it,
2: right? So, like we all want to play blades, right? We all right? want to get out of there with those, you know, those sharp
1: cutter, cutting buttery blades. But yeah, and it just like, doesn't. It just it doesn't work. So I'm I'm in the trans. I, I guess I'm in the the process of finding a putter that I like looking because again it is it's it's its esthetics you look down at the putter and you gotta like what you're looking at yeah right it's huge you gotta like what you're looking at and I'm trying to find that balance between what I'm looking down and I like and it actually semi working for me right so that's why I'm kind of going with this Nike thing here you know it's I don't mind looking other than it's Nike I'm not a huge Nike fan
0: just not to say other than that like galvin hates thank you but somehow he found a way into his bag so
1: yeah well again i'll try try anything once you know so and i mean you know we talk wedges um i've got i use the kirkland wedges from costco you
2: got them yeah i do
1: yeah you bet man i call them
2: every time i'm there and uh rick shields did a did a awesome video on them It was like you know it's they're not
1: bad they're they're and again first even for a hacker like me like my confidence out of bunkers now like this past season was it didn't matter if i went into a bunker i'm like yeah i'm out i i have got the shot and the club whether whether i would use my the 52 depending on how far away i am from the pin in the bunker i'll use either the Kirkland 52 58 or 60 if i got to flop it out i'll use the 60 and and i'm usually out in one
2: cuz getting out is is the battle you know, we can get it on the putting surface and and we're fi- and we're good to go
1: yeah, I just wish I could figure out one of those clubs to give me a 50-yard shot. I haven't quite figured that one out yet. We talk about the course that we, that we play at. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of holes there where I need a 50-yard shot, and I don't quite have it. So talk about being out of position, right?
2: Well, it, we're talking, you know, uh, offline. It's simulator season, right? Yeah. You can you can go to these simulators at different golf courses. Or, do you guys have PGA stores in Canada? Yeah, just not close by. Not close by anyways. So you can find these different places or like golf tech or whatever, where you can go in for these assessments and use these simulators and do like a wedge assessment and start kind of getting your feels of like what your quarter swing is, what your half swing is. And um, I'm going to be doing that on my YouTube, you know, now that we're in the winter season, I'm stuck in the golf lab. I'm going to do just, you know, I've done a whole SkyTrack series on all the different features, on how they work but it was just a kind of a quick this is how they work i'm gonna you know go into them again and i have um we're talking about in your yardage book that you've got like what your carry distance are at the bottom of my yardage book is in my golf bag in my garage on the bottom i have i have all my yardages my irons what my carry distance is my regular like controlled like 85 90 swing and what a full swing is and i always go to like the lighter side of for my yardages but i also have my wedges written down what my quarter, what my ha- half, three quarter, and full swing in my wedges are. Just in those events where, like, I'm just, I'm not, I can't really feel it. I'm, I'm con- not confused, but I'm not certain. Okay, well, this is what I've tested. This is what I've gone on my SkyTrack and said, this is what I do regularly. This is my average. Trust this. Trust this number. You've had a computer algorithm that's way smarter than you'll ever be tell you what you're doing. Trust that. It helps. I mean, I'm, I still suck, but I suck a little <laughs> bit less.
0: I think mean, that's all of us. Less, I, uh,
2: less opportunities did, suck.
0: Right. This year, that was one of my things. Like it, My my woods were the last thing I got fitted for, but at the beginning of the year, I ordered some uh, some custom Haywood wedges, and I, I kind of fitted them to my specifications from when I did my iron fitting last year. And uh, they're, you know, they are, now that I have the feel of them after the last half of the season and getting to get my swings in with them and whatnot, I do the same thing. I don't have it written in my yardage book, but I'll spend time, you know, before a round, I'll hit quarter, 50%, 75%, 100%, know which club I'm hitting well that day for those distances. And then I know going into my round based upon the situations I get put in, hey, this is the club I need to take out. And it just gives you so much more confidence when you know that, right? Versus where you're like, oh, I don't, I'm stuck in between clubs. I don't have the confidence to 50% swing this one. And and that's that's the difference between being able to make those shots. and not well, It
1: goes from knowing the shot you want to make to just moving the ball forward, right?
0: Yeah.
2: Well, what's what's the shot you can make? You know, we you know we want that F- Phil Mickelson flop shot. Those are those are pretty, and we've we've all tried them. Sometimes <laughs> we've sometimes we've actually done them, but you know, more I, times than I won't
1: I won't try it consistently or in a nope. tournament event. No, that's <laughs> stupid.
2: You know. Just like if you're hosting an event at your house, like it's it's Christmas, right? When we're recording this right now, you don't try out new recipes when you've got people coming over to the house where it's, it's going to go bad for you. You try out new recipes in your spare time. You don't try out a new recipe when people are coming over to the house. Same thing with golf. Don't try a shot that you've never practiced in a round that matters. That's a bad idea. Yeah. Maybe you'll pull it off. You probably won't. You probably won't but maybe you will that's why i love putting putting is just simple i
1: don't know I uh, that's one thing i don't attest or attribute to putting is it's simple man it's a yeah i just need to go to the mini, mini putt courses
0: well, i think just, it i think it is uh, real simple i think i think you're right i think it is it's just it's pace control right pace control and making sure that you it's you're right it's mental mental pace control and making sure that you understand that just because you don't hold a putt doesn't necessarily mean that you didn't make your putt if you started online where you wanted to start it online and you hit it with the pace you wanted to hit it with you made your putt you might have misread it but you made your putt
2: that's 100 percent right what was the putt you were trying to make what was your line did you hit it did you do what you tried, what you intended to do maybe the result wasn't there but you I hit my line or you know how many times you're out there like I want to hit to that little pitch mark in the green and you miss out a little bit left and you your putt was a little bit high in the hole like i read it right didn't yep. go in but i i made the right read So the same on the flip side of that we'll read a putt completely like shit and we'll miss hit that putt and it goes in the golf gods say you, you deserve this one i'm gonna give you today i'm gonna help you out it happens um i have this guy i was playing a par three tournament with my mother-in-law this tiny little course straight but where she lives it's super short i think the longest hole is like 160 yards it is fun to play we're playing this little tournament and this guy we're playing with a friend of hers gave me the best putting tip i've ever had my entire life and it's changed my world and i'll save it for our next time on the podcast no i'm kidding i'm playing (laughs) you just do a 90 degree angle from the hole from where your ball is if there's a hill to your right go to the crest of the hill 90 degrees and come down there's your spot that's where you're aiming. Just get your speed right, and the amount of lag putts that I've put close since that stupid little tip—it's insane. Well, he just dumbed it down because I hit a really bad bad read, and then he's like, "Well, you know, do this," and then the rest of that round, I'm I'm getting lag putts, and I'm decent at putting inside, you know, three feet. Now those three footers are those the space right here that that messes with you. That's why i don't practice in the in my office anything more than than three to six feet not never i got a pot out in my office upstairs uh where i normally work and i'll get up off of a phone call and i'll i'll go putt and it's basically three footers that's it yeah. i want to make i need to make 100 percent of those well, well that's 99 it. can't miss them
0: yep you want to play golf at a high level or you want to get good at golf and put up good scores that's what those are the those are ones that you have to hold right like that's mm-hmm. the difference between like a, a you know like hackers like us and you know people that are able to be really really low handicaps like that's where your game starts to take to another level i mean whereas we're looking at it and you know we're making some of those but sure but we're still missing ones that we shouldn't miss mm-hmm. but it's it either goes back to we don't have the confidence when we stand over the putter or we just don't put enough time in and effort into that part of the game, right? Like you're saying, I, I roll out my putting mat, my uh, my living room all the time. I literally, that is, I mean, I don't have a lot of space in here, but I mean, between three to six feet, that's how, that's when I fight all day long, when, I, when I'm when i putting. And I mean, usually when I get on the course, you can see it because, you know, most of the time, I mean, I'll hit, generally speaking, I'll hit my putts where I want to hit them. Sometimes I'll go in, sometimes I won't. But I mean, I have confidence in that inside of that range because I spent a lot of time doing it.
2: Yeah, and you and,
0: don't and think it's, about
2: it. You're yeah. just—it's—it's it's not muscle memory, but you're confident. You're not yep. thinking about
1: it, and-, and that's what I lack is that—is that confidence in the putting. Yep. I actually I lack that. I lack knowing that hey, that's my line. If you get the pace, I I'm looking at the entire green going. There's no way I can make this, and then that's that's my. My, my my preset routine is there's no way you can make this, so I'm already in a negative mind frame.
2: Yeah, you're you're, you're accepting defeat. You can't yeah. accept defeat. You got to go out there with an arrogance level like you, you. This is just this is what you do for a living. You you make those pots. You talk yourself up. You're like listen, that ball's going in the hole. That's where it's going home. Happy Gilmore, you're, you're going home, buddy. Um, you know, with, with long lag pots, the biggest thing is you just you're not going to make them. I mean, tour players don't make them. They, yeah, sometimes they drop but they're not give yourself that makeable putt do that it's it's the layup of putting right you're not going to make it you know you can go for a green from 180 yards out with trouble all over or you can lay up and take an easier shot and just lay lag that putt up there try to get it inside the hula hoop and make that e- give yourself that easier putt 100 it's too much thinking 100%. in the golf
1: it's too hard well, what is, is there ever Uh, The more you play, the the more you can start working some stuff out. And I I think next year uh, putting will be – I mean, Chris spends a lot of time on the practice screen when we go down to to the golf. I think I'll probably spend a a fair bit more time there this year and and really work on that part of the game as well. All day. Yeah, we spend a lot of time at the golf course, but we spend a lot of time on the range as well.
0: Yeah, and the range is, I mean, you know – it's interesting, my perspectives kind of changed as I've gotten more into golf over the last two to three years. Like I used to be big on the range because I wanted to get consistent hitting balls. Now that I can consistent usually consistently hit balls, I'm like, okay, so I'm going out there, I can hit these shots. Where where do the strokes count the most? Well, the strokes count the most the short game. You gotta spend that time on that precision type of game, right? So all often spend more time on the green, in and around the green than I will on the range nowadays because I find that that has more payoff in a round than it sure. than if I spend than if I spend on the range, right? Like I used to hit two full buckets all the time on the range. Well, so now I'll go through like a warm up bucket. Uh, you know, I'll do my thing. I'll be like, okay, I'm good. You know, I hit a couple shots with each club. I'm comfortable today. I'm gonna go hit my wedges now around the green, and I'm gonna go putt for like forty five minutes to an hour and just get the feel of how things are working today. And
2: I find for me anyways, that works great. Yeah. The, the, awesome. the range that I like to go to when I have an opportunity to go, uh, they've got a great short game area. The guys, even in the back in the woods, he's got like a little green set up. Like it's not the best green and it's like a hundred yard shot where you can just hit all day into it. I'll go over there. I'll get a, a quarter bucket, not even a full bucket. And I will putt, I will chip, I'll hit pit shots and then I will hit that bucket at the end. I hit the, cause I, I have the sky track. So luckily for me, I can, I can hit every day, but I can't yep. work that short game. I don't have a putting green in the backyard. I've got a putting mat. Well, that's, that's great. It's always flat surfaces, but you can't beat grass. Just right. it's the best feedback. Yep.
1: Okay. So now we'll, we'll do a, what's in the bag here now, Ed, and uh, then we'll wrap it up. So what do you, what are you rocking right now?
2: So I am, as you probably have guessed, I'm like 90% sub 70. So I have the sub 70 driver, the 849 Pro uh, that they came out with uh, about a year ago, did a head to head comparison, with that driver I was mentioning earlier, and it just it blew it out of the water. And I was hitting driver like crap that day. I was hitting everything off the toe and I was still beating it by 30 yards. So I've got that. And then uh, I joined sub 70 fandom club their when they very first launched so i have their first um edition of their three wood the 849 x and was it 849 no 939 so i think it was called the 939 uh three wood their 939 three hybrid four through pitching wedge uh 699s which is like their number one selling model it looks a lot like the p790s or the ping i500s it's similar to that style it's a player uh iron has the TPE injection in it. They are just rockets. Love the way those clubs look down at a dress, a uh, little bit of offset on them. They're beautiful. Um, I've got a uh, 56 degree wedge by Sub 70. And then my, fa- my favorite club is actually a ping uh, glide wedge. I love that wedge. It is my favorite thing in the bag. Put that in my hand from 85 to 100 yards. We're, we're going home. It, it is a beautiful club uh i've got a wilson 60 degree uh log wedge It's a wilson harmonized harmonized yeah yeah, yeah.
1: i've actually got a couple a couple of those over there in the
2: back backup bag i want it at a at a uh, scramble nice <laughs> and, a raffle. and i'm like nice this going in so it's a nice little gap uh, little lob wedge i love it and then uh my putter is the sub 70 001 uh, blade so I just got that over the summer. My father-in-law has a Scotty Cameron Newport, and it's on my Instagram. Uh, there's a picture. We went out and we played, and I took his Newport, and I put it next to my 001. It was the first round I played with it. I put it uh, next to each other. It's the same milling pattern, exactly the same. So that's uh, that, that's what's in the bag right now. And then I play the, uh, the TaylorMade uh, TP5s. Not the TP5X. I play those. I did a ball fitting it's on my YouTube channel at the PGA Tour store, and at, after the fit was done, that was the winner. Well, that one and um, was it the Strixon Z Star. Were like two like that were close, and I took them out to the course. Mizuno makes a good ball too, though. Just, just saying, there the
0: Mizuno ball is decent. RBX, I think it is. RBZ. Yeah, I, I actually I haven't tried the Mizuno balls yet. To be honest with you. Is the I, uh, RBZ
1: tailor made.
0: Yeah, the RBZ is tailor made, so it must be the, the RBX or something. I'm terrible
2: with names, I know that whatever it is, Mizuno makes a good one. I've hit some decent shots with those. But yeah, I'm, I'm a, a TP five guy. I like the way it feels. Uh, it works great, you know, off the driver for me. I get good spin out of it. Nothing crazy, and then it. I will love the way it feels
0: when I putt. Nice, cool, nice. Well, that's important, right? Like the the feel, especially with the putter it's uh that's good it's kind of important cool. so yeah that's
1: that's what's in there. thanks man i'd uh,
2: love to update the wedges that's the next uh change is to go for a wedge fitting and change those out sub 70 maybe maybe not we'll see maybe i'll just go to costco and get those adjusted in i'm a i'm a, I'm a duffer on a dime buddy i got i gotta save money where i can
1: yeah kirkland's work for me but yeah, I'm a I'm a, a cost effective golfer as well. So
2: wherever we can save money, because it's an expensive enough sport, yes. it takes costs a lot of money just to get out there and play. Yeah, hundred percent.
1: All right, man. Well, we really appreciate you coming on and having a chat with us. Dude, we'll have to do this again. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Thank you guys so much for having me. It's uh, Sorry, I think
1: we could talk golf probably for a lot longer.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My my wife is. Uh, she already woke up. I don't know if you guys heard the ding. She's like, "Where are you?" <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Downstairs>. <laughs> so like, oh man, I know I'm it's so like kind of, of it. it's later th- there than it is here because you're out there yeah. in the old uh, Illinois er- area.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go hit the hit the uh, hit the pillow hard, crash out, guys. Thank you so much for having me. This was A lot of fun. Hey man, this was, was a, a blast. I really yeah. appreciate
1: it. Thanks for being yeah. our fourth guest. episode this year which is the most we've ever had so appreciate it
0: clean up (laughs) yeah all right we'll talk again and have a great merry christmas
2: nice meeting you guys merry christmas have a good one